I'm Jacob. I've seen Lost seven times. I'm Jack. I've never seen Lost before. Jack's about to watch all of Lost for the first time. For fuck. Recording, we're recording. Hello, welcome to the Lost Boys Podcast. With you every step of the way, you have me, Jacob Stowworthy, and me, Jack Shepherds. We are here, and finally, we've had a bit of technical issues uh, because we have watched Lost Season 5, Episode 10, which is titled He's a You, which is really hard to say fast. And I want you to try it. Right, I didn't even I didn't even catch what it was. He's a you. He's our you, as in he's our version of you. As in Oldham is his like an interrogator in his own way, like Saeed is, if you see what I mean. He's our you. He's our you. Sounds like sounds like you're about to start singing there. <laughs> it's just it just He's sounds like you. a collection of noises. <laughs> it was meant to be called the Sugar Cube, um, which is obviously what Saeed's kind of given a hallucinogenic, like not a hallucinogenic, but like a a, a truth. Serum. Serum. Yeah. <laughs> it aired on my 18th birthday. Big. That's madness. <laughs> it's 12 flipping years ago. Insane. No numbers, though, as you'll, you'll notice, unfortunately. I was just about to say. Yes, it's a shame. Uh, did you like this episode? I Wait, did you watch it on your 18th birthday then? I would have definitely watched it on my 18th birthday. Okay, you didn't like have a party and you were just like, everyone has to come around and watch this episode with me. <laughs> oh God, maybe I did that. I can't even remember. I don't think I did. I, I don't think I did that. 18's a big one. Yeah, it's a big one. What did I do for my 18? I can't remember. Anyway, did you like this episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it wasn't like top dollar lost, but it was still, it was still, it was decent lost. Yeah, it's written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, who, to be honest, uh, they they have such a good grasp on the characters, but their episodes aren't the best. Mm. They did Fire and Water, you know, the one where... Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but they also did The Economist from last season, which is the, very much kind of like the part one of this episode in terms of Saeed's um, filling in the gaps of what happened to Saeed after he left the island. Yeah. And I like that episode a lot. So I think this episode is, um, myself, I, I, I like it, but it, I prefer it each time I watch it because I didn't love it when I first watched it, a lot like most Saeed episodes. Oh, disappointing 18th birthday. Oh, it was okay. <laughs> anyway, I think to talk about this episode, we need to start with the flashbacks purely because it's... um. They serve, they do really, in terms of Saeed's character, there's so much going on that you don't even realise until the final moment, which I can tell everyone you were shocked by. Yeah, I was shocked. Um, It's a huge moment. And obviously it throws open a lot of debate going forward about, you know, how the time travel works and what can happen and blah, blah, blah. But in terms of Saeed's character and finding purpose for being back on the island and, Settling a score with Ben in many ways, but like a kid version of Ben, which is so mad. The flashbacks are pretty huge. Um, but the first one is 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 Saeed as a, as a, a little boy. And he is uh Yeah, well you think you think Saeed's like the brother, right? Because he's told by his dad to kill the chicken to prove he's a man or whatever. Uh but 
the boy's brother steps up to the plate, kills a chicken, and it turns out that is Saeed. Um, yeah, I mean... He's a killer. He's a killer. It was there from the beginning of the episode. We should have known. And it's funny because even throughout the episode, he's told he's a killer. Like, even young Ben says, like, you're a killer. You know, like, he he knows he's, like, well, thinks he's one of these hostiles that he wants to be a part of. Um, and Saeed's, like, reckoning with that a lot throughout this episode, right? And in the flashbacks, he's kind of dropped by Ben uh, after working for him and doing his bidding and killing everyone who Ben just claims is endangering his friends, um, you know, on faith alone. And in one day, Ben's like, right, done. That's everyone. Go and live your life. And 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 Saeed is, is a bit, pardon the word, lost, <laughs> <laughs> isn't he? Yes. Um. And it all bleeds into the island. So I don't know. I really think in terms of looking at it on a, on a, a character level, this is a great episode for Said. I think in, you know, the way, the way it's, uh, the, the, like watching it again now, I could see it being a much better episode because, you know, you realise that, that, that Ben's had this knowledge the whole time that Said shot him. Mm. And therefore... You know, everything Ben's doing is is a manipulation in a way. So, do um, you believe that that Ben has, like, I'm just asking this like plainly and honestly here. No, no trick questions and please no trick answers. Um, <laughs> I beg you. Uh, do you think that Ben has just pretended not to know Saeed this whole time that they've known each other? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As adults, sure. I would say I'd say that that would also be in keeping with Ben's character as mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. because he is he's always he's always a liar. You know, to never trust him or believe him, yeah, or any of that. So it's very it you know it's a you could argue it's like a retcon in a way because obviously they probably didn't know that when Ben was first brought onto the show. Yeah, but you know they still it still would make sense because he he's he's the character who just lies the whole time so yeah i mean a lot of ben in general is just like in many ways just they loved michael emerson so much they were like we need to make him such a big part of this show and mm. they succeeded in doing that <laughs> yeah they succeeded in doing that um okay inter- that's that's all really interesting um so i mean talking about the scenes where ben like drops Saeed and says, yeah, goodbye, live your life. And then Saeed, obviously we get the, it bridges the gap, doesn't it? When, from when Locke visits, well, Bentham, Locke as Jeremy Bentham visits Saeed in Santo Domingo. We kind of see why he's there. Yeah. Um, He's trying to do some good in the world, which is nice. But then Ben shows up one day um, to tell him that Bentham is dead and that, you know, there's people outside Hurley's mental institution and blah, blah, blah. You need to come back now. You need to do, you need to come back. And Saeed goes, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not a killer. I'm not, you know, that who you think, who you think I am. But we know like at full well that Saeed, what does he do? He ups and he leaves Santa Domingo. He goes right to California and he kills these guys. Because Saeed, to put it simply, you're capable of things that most other men aren't. Every choice you've made in your life, whether it was to murder or to torture, it hasn't really been a choice at all, has it? It's in your nature. It's what you are. 
You're a killer, Saeed. Um, and it's just desperately, I find it desperately sad that it's all Saeed, it's a constant in his life, is killing. Yeah, it's... Uh, I d- I d- my my head's kind of kind of whirring in a way about with all the like the Ben stuff because obviously Ben's setting Saeed on this path, knowing. I mean, this is I am obviously presuming that Ben survives this episode and doesn't break the time continuum of Lost. Mm. You know, if he if he if he does die as a boy here, then it completely breaks the the logic of the show. Yeah. Apart from um, Desmond, mm. you know, that's the only character who could do that. So I'm presuming he survives, and I think every th- I'm, I'm presuming even you presumed he survived. Yeah, as I mean, well. I mean, because we're we're kind of told by Faraday early on whatever happened happened, and you yeah. can't, and you can't change that. So yes, I I, I knew, and also at the beginning of this season. Right in the first episode, when Faraday meets uh, Marvin Candle, um, Pierre Chang, down in the Orchid Station, um, he kind of, Marvin Candle says, oh yeah, we want to like manipulate, harness this energy so we can try and manipulate time. And the guy, one of like the, the, the Dharma lackeys working on construction says, oh, what, so we can go back and kill Hitler? And then he goes, no, of course, let me see, there, there are rules. You know, but this episode now is kind of exploring that idea of mm. can you go back and kind of <laughs> kill uh, someone who will cause mass genocide? Well, I guess my feeling is that because Ben obviously has such a, you know, to go through with all this stuff and even bring bring Saeed back to the island, knowing full well that Saeed will go on to shoot him. Just <laughs> mm. kind of nuts thinking about it, but he must have such a dedication to the island and the cause to do that. And so I guess I would imagine that that sense of place and cause comes from this event that Saeed's caused by shooting him. Mm. Because, you know, obviously he's going to have to be saved somehow from probably near death. And I imagine it will be the island that saves him. Mm. And therefore he owes a debt to the island or whatever. And therefore that's why he's so determined to go on this 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 path, even though he knows it will inevitably lead to him going through a lot of pain as a kid. Yeah, I mean, it's funny hearing you talk about it and me obviously knowing, I mean, that's, that's the podcast, but in, <laughs> in this case, especially, it's mad because you are so right, but you're also so wrong uh, on a few points and it's hard, <laughs> it's hard for me to engage with it because I... I I, I'm just gonna have to go go along, like with it, and be like, "Yeah, uh, that's right, that's right, that's right." Uh, with, whilst everyone listening will know that <laughs> uh, I don't mean that, and it just makes me seem like a very insincere person. Um, I mean, but yeah, like I think you're touching on some good points for sure. Um, but let's just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll explore this more in the later episode, in, like later on in the episode. Um, but because it's certainly interesting um and it's a great it's a great ending it's a really good moment um and really dark yeah. <laughs> i mean i'd say the the ending makes up for the because the, the, there are some bits in the earlier episode that are not good i mean 
going through the flashbacks chronologically, you know, we're kind of getting onto the one where he's mm. at the bar with the woman. Yeah. So, I mean, bef- before we just want to say we both appreciate the return of uh, Saeed's velvety locks. Yeah. We like them a lot. Um, and also, I'm always a big fan of just seeing Saeed in like his own Bourne film in Russia. L- like, big fan of that. Mm. Um, just wanted to get that out of the way. And also, Ben wears a ridiculous hat in this episode, which is, I think me and Jack both both just laughed the minute he appeared on screen. <laughs> and also, when he's in Santa Domingo, he looks like such a bloody colonial. <laughs> yes. It's like rocks up and it's like, dude, could you look any more like a British colonialist? Um, but yeah, Saeed, he, after kind of, uh, you know, saving Hurley or whatever, he goes to a bar and he drinks some whiskey, McCutcheon whiskey. Do you remember that? Do you remember who drinks yeah. that? Yeah. I remember it's Widmore's drink. It's Widmore's drink of choice. And he meets, uh, well, you know, the minute you see her, you're like, oh, that's the woman who has him imprisoned on the plane. And that's the woman who ends up speaking to Locke alive on the island. Like, what? This is all very weird. Uh, but, you know, we don't really know who she is initially, but they have a bit of a a, flirt- a flirtatious encounter at the bar, which me and Jack kind of think <laughs> isn't lost at its most thriving most thriving no this is this is not this is not the best scene you know it's not it's not using Naveen Andrews to his maximum potential let's put it that way yeah a few, a few clunky lines well do you know what's mad is that uh, on the um, commentary audio commentary for this episode Adam Horowitz and Edo Kitsis actually say that this scene was written by Damon oh Damon Oh, no wonder no wonder they wanted everyone to know that. Now, I feel like they dropped it into the conversation intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just, it's just, I mean, Saeed in general, like, you know, the foretold line from the season two finale, it's clunky. And even at the beginning of the episode where he goes, you know, a 10-year-old Ben Linus brought me a chicken salad sandwich. How do you think I'm doing? It, it, it's clunky, but it's funny and it's effective. But they're talking, like even her, Lana, they're, talking in ways human beings don't talk yeah yeah absolutely i mean it's all like i i get that it's supposed to be you know it's bordering on like you know trying to be a spy movie with saying things but not saying things and we both know we're here for different purposes and stuff and i don't know oh you're not a professional and it's just like oh this is so bad are you a professional a professional what you think I'm a prostitute? Mm. Not a professional anything. I just thought you looked sad. I like sad men. I'm sorry to hear that. Firstly, I always find it painful when people say you're professional and things. Like it happened in ER in an episode I watched recently, and it just is, it just doesn't ring true to me. You would never ask that question. Secondly, she looks at the whiskey and she says. Uh, what's that run you? What's a glass of that run you? Just ask how much is it? <laughs> like it's such a weird way of asking how much is that drink? And then they got the whole thing about sad men. I like sad men. Or oh god, the sad men bit. <laughs> Christ, she'd like you, mate. Hey. hey. 
Anyway, the, yeah. the, the whole thing is mad. And then they go back to the room and then she ends up being like, you know, working for the family of the man who Saeed killed in the golf course in The Economist. You know, again, linking those two episodes, which I appreciate. Um, and it makes her seem less random. Um, but all I can think of is I hope she bloody ate the, the, the ribeye she served before <laughs> going to the bedroom. That's all, that's all I can think of in that scene. <laughs> I did think when she said, I always find it a bit cringe when, again, just a, like a movie trope that's cringe when people ask for like bloody steak. Like, how do you want it? Bloody. And it's just like, I don't think anyone... No, I think... Does anyone do that? You like, ask, you, if you want it like bloody, you ask for it blue, right? Rare. Or, or like very rare. Yeah, you never, you never ask bloody. Yeah. I mean... I mean I don't think you ask it in the way she asked. I'll have the ribeye bloody. Yes, ma'am. Ribeye bloody. Yeah, and also I, I'm not I'm not really convinced by her casting, Ilana, in general. I mean, I, I just think this character, any characters that come on late into any show who are kind of positioned as, you know, like a, 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 a new force within, you know, among all the characters you've, you've loved for years... I, 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 I can't help but just not find that interesting. Mm. You know, I, I it's just, it's yeah. not even lost. And I, I don't want to dunk on this episode at all. We're not, we're just dunking on this scene a little bit, but obviously that's a rarity for us. Well, rarity for me. Um, the Alana stuff is, is I think held up by Naveen Andrews. Oh, yeah. Why, why do you, why do you think that? Do you think he's just not, delivering on no i think i think it's held up it's lifted it's lifted i think it's, oh, I think held it's up. yeah I yeah, yeah. Meant, i thought you meant held up as in no a card being held up by crooks no 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 I, I i think he lifts yeah. it oh, oh i think he's great in this episode actually i really do a 12 year old ben linus brought me a chicken salad sandwich how do you think i'm doing yeah no i, I think he's good i think she's yeah it's not it's just not Great. And it, you're right. It's always hard in the TV show, especially, you know, five seasons in. But not even like, you know, this is midway through the season as well. Absolutely. You know, I think you can get away with it, get away with it more in like early Lost. But someone comes in, and maybe a good example of this is the guy in, later in the episode who, um, with the, the with the truth, the truth cube. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. Older. Yeah, like, that's, that's done better i mean it's like it's just an interesting scene and his whole introduction is it's very like i feel like they tried to make her character like a thing straight away i agree i agree and then with him they just like kind of hint at it so i don't really know anything about him but i'm intrigued with her i'm just like "Ah." it's also that thing like she her name is in like the main credits i think of of when she's in or maybe not in the main credits but like she's she was kind of like announced before the show began. I remember they were like, Oh, starring in a new recurring role. Um, so like they're obviously mm. positioning her as like a big, big thing. You, you obviously wouldn't know that. Um, so that wouldn't affect your opinion on her as much, but him, the, the guy who plays Oldham, William Sanderson, who's obviously an old timey actor. He's in Blade Runner and he, another, you know, Deadwood actor who's, who appears in Lost. There's a lot, long line of them. Um, he very much seems to me like this is like a one, this is like a cameo. This is like a, he's just doing like kind of one episode might appear again, but but he's not going to be like a, a big recurring role, right? That's the sense I got anyway when I first yeah. watched it. Uh, so that makes this scene far more intriguing and, and you're right, it's, it's one of the best in this episode. We'll go on to all that just after we'll f- deal with the last flashback, which is um, 
you know, the classic Saeed at the airport, seeing Hurley, seeing Kate, seeing Jack, <laughs> thinking, what? Uh, and then on the plane, seeing Ben and having a, showing a moment of looking at him. And like, it, you know, it, it's effective in that. But, uh, you know, if I was, it's just funny. It's just funny because if I was him, I'd be like, no, seriously, we, I'd kick up more of a fuss about getting off the yeah. plane. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't try too hard i mean he asks and then she's like no we're getting on this plane i hope that when it starts going down he turns her and he goes i told you i told you <laughs> and also these two like on the plane they have their chats and he's like she's like who's ben linus because he's like do you work for him and she's like she genuinely seems like she has no idea who he who he is right like it seems like she definitely doesn't work for ben um that's the sense i get anyway yeah. And uh, Saeed like just says like all these things that he's done. She's like, who would work for a man like that? And he's like, I do. If you listen to these two, like if you were on the row behind and you were like trying to read your book and you heard two people in front of you talking like them two, you'd think they're the weirdest people on earth. I, get, I think it's the same. I mean, it's the same sort of conversation that happened at the fucking yeah, bar. Yeah, it is. You know, it's that same like clunky dialogue where you're like, they're both trying to like talk about something without saying exactly what it is yeah. but in a way kind of, <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's like, it feels, feels like a very, like, this is what we do as like a student film project oh, with this kind of dialogue. Um, it does sound like a work, like a workshop, a script writing workshop. Like how yeah. do you kind of like beat around the bush? Let's go. <laughs> Yeah. I yeah, mean, exactly. Not not to dunk on it because we 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 love Saeed, don't we? Yeah. No, we do love Saeed. Um <laughs> and it's just good we get that flashback of him at the beginning. It feels like an old school flashback when we're jumping back to uh, you know someone's childhood. We it's quite rare, rarely happens especially recently. It's like his it's like little origin story, his little chicken killing origin story. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> um, the again we don't see any anything of uh, Ben or Locke, which I'm sure you're like really chomping at the bit to kind of continue. Uh, yeah, I did ask why. Like, uh, well, I don't, when we were watching it, didn't I? I was just like, "Where's Locke? Where is yeah. he? We haven't seen him in a while." It's but <laughs> it is funny because now I'm watching it with you, and I'm anticipating you kind of seeing where that storyline goes. Because I know you're not, I know you like the Dharma stuff, but I know you're not like completely swept up by it in in a way that you are with the Ben and Locke stuff. It does kind of like, it's mad how long we have to wait. Mm. I mean, I think with the Dharma stuff, it's like, the problem is that you kind of, like everyone keeps saying, like they're all going to die, right? Mm. And you kind of know that there's a slight inevitability to that angle of it mm. and although we know that you know our our guys will we don't we don't don't know what's gonna happen with them mm. they could all they could die at any time yeah they could all die in that instant too um you know that would that would be fun um but i i just don't know it's like anything like that i find hard to find as engaging as something like Locke, who's got you know there's the world ahead of him mm. It's so unknown that it that it's like feels more exciting. But saying that, like I I didn't mind the Dharma stuff this week, and I think the Ben Saeed angle adds something to it. I'm definitely more excited to see what happens to Kid Ben now. 
than anything. Yeah, for sure. Um, who we both agree is is pretty good. The actor. Yeah, he's stunning. He's, very much. He's got the crazy eye going on. Yeah, so. he really has. Like no, like in the in t- in the years between his last appearance, which is. Um, well, you know, before this season, season three, episode 20, when we have Ben's proper flashback, he's really kind of like done his research and like nailed Emerson, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he's good. And, you know, it's it's part of his origin story in a sense, because we know that he had that moment of Richard in the jungle, which he refers to here. Uh, and he's obviously been waiting, biding his time, putting up with the abuse from his father. Um, and... Another, another- Daddy, daddy issues. All of them. All the best cowboys have daddy issues, or whatever the name of that one is. Yeah, yeah. All about. Oh, yeah, they do. I do. I mean, Damon does. We, we've spoken about this before, haven't we? That's a, that's a big part of it. But I think, um, yeah, the the Dharma stuff kicks into gear now. Saeed's like a, a prisoner, and especially now he's on the loose. Uh, so let's delve into let's delve into that stuff. Um, the scenes with Ben and Saeed, I think, are really good, really well written, um, and they kind of do well at showcasing Ben's, you know, the attributes Ben has had as, as we've known him, like, you know, reading his books, kind of playing the mind games. He started out young. Yeah. <laughs> started out young. I think he brings Saeed a, a Castaneda book, Separate Reality, uh, in case you want to read that, Jack. Do I want to read it? Or unless, you read it? unless you've read it. I've, I... <coughs> Bless you. I'm obviously allergic to Castaneda. <laughs> Can't read it. Um, but then the other thing I kind of get like from these scenes is we get a good sense, a better sense of Horace, <coughs> who I'm also allergic to, apparently. Uh, Hor- yeah, you know, Horace, long hair, John Lennon look like Horace. Mm. Um, he's, I think he's just a really good leader for the Dharma guys. Yeah, he's an interesting fellow because he's not, He's he's quite uh he's he's in the middle, isn't he? Like there's a really good scene where you've got uh Lafleur mm. and the the guy who you know built or oh yeah built the one station. R- what's his name? Rodzinski. Rodzinski. Mm. Um, wait, and as like you know they're like yin and yang around him. Mm. Um, the devil and the, you know the angel in his ears, and he's kind of in the middle trying to make a decision, and he's quite quite um measured about it but then also i quite like the line when he's like i'd like it to be unanimous mm. like that's a really great line it's um, a really good line and it completely preys upon saeed's uh devotion to horace because like saeed sorry sawyer sawyer's devotion to horace because horace you know gave him this life that he's been living yeah um and he's known horace for a lot longer than he knew saeed yeah uh, and that's something that we as viewers obviously have to be reminded of in our own way. And I think that moment does that quite well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, you know, the thing is like Sawyer's got a good life, you know, this is, and it's a different, very different life to the one he had before when he's you know, been on the run and scamming people and mm. all that. And now he's finally like settled down as a, as a, a girlfriend who he's obviously quite devoted to mm. and you know even there's like that scene where he sees like kate and juliet talking and you could just see him <laughs> just like bricking it basically yeah um 
but you know, he's he's very comfortable and happy. And as much as he wants to care for these people and his friends, it's like uh, you're right. It's weird that he's known the Dharma guys for so long, and you know, he doesn't know how if they're ever going to get out of this. You know, they're in the seventies; mm. they're stuck in the seventies. Like, what's going to happen? He doesn't know, and he doesn't want to hedge his bets. Like either way, I mean, that's because that's the real kind of that's what it's pivoting on right so Sawyer is kind of living like ignorantly in a way because he he knows that they're all going to die but he's like oh I'll deal with that when the time comes um he's obviously thinking well I can't die which is probably incorrect whereas and he's thinking to like when Saeed's like I want to be on my own I, I want to get out of here like why where are you going to go like why wouldn't you just put up and shut up? And part of me is like, yeah, I agree. Saeed should probably just accept Sawyer, Sawyer's uh, proposal, kind of maybe give a few secrets that he knows, you know, tactically about the others and then become one of them and then escape on his own terms without embroiling Sawyer in it or whatever. Um, I think it's a bit selfish. But then again, Sawyer is bowling about life with this ticking clock scenario kind of looming and he's not thinking about it. And that's also problematic. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He comes across as being, you know, just trying to ignore it. But also I imagine part of him thinks that he'll be able to to handle the situation. Yeah. Um, It's funny because I think Juliet knows that it's all slipping away. She knows that it's all come to an end. She kind of said that. She kind of hinted that the minute they returned. But Sawyer's like, no, 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 no. I can sort this. I've got, I'm in control. Like, I can sort it out. But Juliet isn't being fooled. Um, and everything Sawyer's saying is like, everything he's doing to kind of help Saeed or whatever is is like the opposite of what he's saying to Juliet. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's just like completely going against what he's reassuring Juliet about because everything mm. he's doing is kind of like at odds with what is good for the Dharma people. Like when he raised his hand, I think he did that. He didn't mean, he didn't mean it, did he? I don't no. think he, he would have let it happen, would he? No. So he's doing I mean, it to kind of like appease Horace. Yeah. He, he knew what he was doing though. And he knew which side, I mean, he immediately goes to side free anyway. Yeah. Um, just side you know, fallen on a lucky situation where he has his own backup plan. Yeah. Um, Still a risky one because he doesn't know that Ben's going to come with these keys and, and whatever and, and and send the burning Dharma bus hurtling through the, the village. <laughs> I don't know why everyone else came back. I just know why I did. What? No, I mean, Saeed slightly, I feel like he's almost given into the fact that he is going to die or maybe even, you know, wants to die, um, which is quite, quite scary, really. It's like a borderline suicidal Saeed, mm. um, you know, because he, if it didn't all go right, he would be dead. And I think, you know, the all the, 
all this stuff about him saying that like, oh, I'm not a killer. That's not me. You know, it it all feels along that line of like, and when he's like, I'm I'm here. I'm ready. Like I'm ready for my fate or whatever. Yeah, I know. I know. I now know why I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Which it is, all feels quite strange. It's it's strange for to hear Saeed, you know, a man of reason and practicalities. Mm. You know, even thinking back to you know, he used to be a guy who would like torture someone to get information and it was very much about what he could do to get the truth out of someone mm. and then now he's you know given into crashing planes and the fate of the island and yeah. all this stuff and even even like listening to ben when he was doing all those like you know being his assassin it was all quite strange really yeah, I guess it's, I mean, it, Saeed's life is just at odds with everything in terms of like, I don't, we don't really delve into his, his religion, but there are a few hints early on that he is, you know, he does uh, believe in, in, well, his gods. And you see him praying, doing a Muslim prayer in the season two finale on the boat, just before he sees the four-toed foot. Uh, <laughs> and... You know, he wants to give people a proper burial and stuff when the plane crashes. So he he obviously is a man of faith in his own way, but obviously that's at odds with everything that he's done in the past and everything he will see him go on to do in terms of killing people. Hmm. Um, but you're right, it's desperate. We see Saeed. It, it, it's the continuation of the Saeed we see after Nadia dies and he starts working for Ben. And it's like hmm. he's caught up in this, this vicious cycle of, well, I'm here, obviously here because I have to stop myself from doing that in the future and by doing that i have to shoot a 10 year old kid yeah like that's a harsh deal (laughs) obviously no one's told him to do it he's chosen to do it but that's like that's just bleak (laughs) anyway yeah and then you got juliet burning bacon not good (laughs) <laughs> it's just a really bad episode all around for every for everyone that we thought i'm joking villain of the week there wasn't that that was what i said what did you write down i remember you took down a note that was very funny i wrote first sign of weakness <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's going through something so we can forgive her we can forgive her that i think uh talking of food hurley is doing his whipping up some mills for the dharma people um, waffles yeah and apparently there was like he had like in cut scenes, he had like a chef friend who they like sampled like dipping sauces and stuff, <laughs> which I think you would have loved. I, I would have been a massive fan of that. I can't believe that didn't make the final episode. Hurley actually does provide good comic relief here because he does the whole kind of self-reflective thing of uh, Kate doesn't know about Juliet and Sawyer. And then Hurley's like, uh, you know, everyone saw that yeah. coming, right? <laughs> <laughs> mm. I mean, I'm not sure everyone did see it coming, but I think oh. that's the thing. It's like when you think about it, it's it it makes so much sense, but it does still kind of disarm you. Yeah, that's I mean, what's great dis- about them. I like how much it disarms Kate because she's uh, again, it, it's Kate's ego. Oh mate, yeah, she, she's not only is she like a bit because mm, it's Sawyer, but she's she's a bit ah, oh, I was the last to know. Yeah. Because <laughs> Jack's like, yeah, I knew. <laughs> yeah. Kate's like never the last to know anything in this show. And she completely is here, which is great. Uh, um, she deserves to be last to know everything. My book. Oh, leave her alone. I mean, 
no, let's not leave her alone. She actually has, they, Sawyer kind of, against his better judgment, goes to her house and just kind of demands to know why they're all back. But I think it's very telling that he goes to her to ask her. Um, but yeah, she's about to say what, why she's back. She knows why, you know, she only knows why she came back, but then interrupted by the burning bus. But like you say, I'm sure you'll find that out at some point in the future. Yeah, well, I don't like that because it, cause it, it was... It slightly hints that, you know, oh, I'm back for you, Sawyer. Interesting. Do you think? I feel like that's what it wants you to think. Okay. That's what I would say. I mean, I don't I don't think that, and I hope that's not the case, because I would hate that. <laughs> I don't like more that Saeed, Saeed, I keep saying Saeed, Sawyer goes to her and asks her that at the moment of frustration. Like, because it, yeah. it, it's like a, that's a bit of a weakness on his part, I think. Yeah, but I also don't know who else he would ask, like, for like an honest answer or just a... I'd ask Hugo. Fuck it. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think, I think they're friends as well. I, I mm. not enough Sawyer Hurley, actually, thinking about it. We need more <laughs> of that. <laughs> also, you've got. I do think you do have to give it to Sawyer a little bit. He's he's coping very well, considering that moment you said when he looks over and they're having a chat, Juliet and Kate, and he's probably thinking, "What? Like this is not a visual I was expecting to see this week." That's probably why he goes to Kate. He, want, he actually wants to know that. Tell me what you're talking yeah, about. He's all paranoid. <laughs> um. So two things I want to talk about. Uh, one is Oldham. Uh, as we we said before, so Oldham was actually based off like uh, you can imagine it as well. They kind of like the idea of him being like a uh, working for the CIA, like being in Vietnam, experimenting with his with his truth serums and stuff. And yeah. like you can kind of get that sense, like the way he's kind of like kitted out of his tent and his gramophone. It's just it just does seem it does scream like you could see this guy in the middle of apocalypse now and not be like it not be weird. Um. But I kind of like the idea of there being like their own interrogator, and it, it's it's obviously a very kind of seventies hippieish way of of interrogating by drugging someone <laughs> and asking them questions. <laughs> it's great, uh, but this is a great scene. I think it's really well written, actually. Uh, and Sai tells the truth. When they ask him questions, they tell the truth. He tells the truth. But what's so funny is Rodzinski is so het up about him having seen the, you know the model of the swan the plans for the swan station that he they completely are distracted by the truth that so he's telling them see this is i thought this was a really really good scene Mm. like probably you know one of the best probably the best of the episode minus maybe like the last scene which was for shock value Mm. but this one was like because it was done in a way that like oh yeah i actually could believe that they would ignore that piece of information. Yeah. Um, and therefore, I think, because this comes straight after that scene in the air, in the in the restaurant bar thing. In the bar. Uh, in the bar. And so I was just like, wow, we've really gone from like a fucking awful scene to a really, really strong one. Yeah. Just like that. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was quite um, like whiplash almost because it was like, wow, this is a just different caliber. I really like this scene. I thought it was just... Yeah, Saeed is. He even tells them they're all gonna die, and mm. they're just like, "What the fuck?" Mm. I kind of, I kind of love that. What do you know about our stations here? 
I know the flame was a communication station. The pearl was to observe other stations. The swan was to study electromagnetism. But of course, that was before the incident. The swan? How could he know what we were going to name it? We haven't even built it yet. I told you, we saw the model. You see, he is a spy. Hey, I knew it. Radzinski, I'm not going to tell you again. Cool it. Mm. Um, it's eerie as well, and it's, it's good for us to hear that, it, hear it be said like that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it it's, raises it's the stakes. Proposing. I like when he's like, uh, yeah, and like, because what I love about Lost is when they, when anyone in this show tries to describe the events of the show, it sounds so ridiculous. Uh, which is why it's so great when Hurley's mum believes him. But here, mm. and like capping it with "I'm from the future," and them all going like, "Oh God, I gave him too much drugs," <laughs> is <laughs> is like very funny and very good. Um, but I like when he goes, he's talking about what happened in the plane. He's like, "Ah, oh, Sawyer." <laughs> Yeah, and then, and then Stu's like, "Who cares who Sawyer is?" Like, it's so funny. Yeah, I um, yeah, it was very good. I also like that. Obviously, like truth serum mm. is slightly like just outrageous as a concept. Really, you know, I know. Like when I was watching this, I was just like, "Oh God!" Like they can't do truth serum. That would never happen. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wait, wait in a minute. Let me think about this show for a second. <laughs> yes, they would. <laughs> Oh, it's just like, how can I believe time travel but not truth? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> exactly. That's the funny thing with this show is like people are more inclined to kind of let the big things go, but then the small things like Hurley and the way or whatever, mm. you know, they, they get really caught up on it. Um, I like, I don't like the character, but I like kind of the thoughts of Stuart Rosinski's character in that all throughout the episode, it does become a bit of a comedy when he just shrieks about Saeed knowing about the swan. That's all he cares about. And like, he is just so obsessed with this hatch that he's constructing. Uh, And it is really in keeping with what we know happens to him, which is he'll end up stuck in the hatch, pushing the button and then shooting himself Mm. in the head. (laughs) I was just about to say, it's very in keeping with just the the ethos of that hatch that hatch as well yeah because obviously they're just putting in the numbers just all the time repeating and repeating going slowly insane mm. and that's he's already there mm-hmm. absolutely it's funny um worth remembering that the reason why he has to be down in the hatch is because of the incident which kills all of the well but the purge kills them all but the incident is is a thing that happens right which one was the incident? The incident is what happened when the uh, Marvin Kahn explains it in the orientation video where he's like, there was an incident and now you have to push the button every 108 minutes else, well, the electromagnetic pulse is released. Mm. Yeah, so that's from that moment on is when Rudzinski is uh, stationed in the hatch. That's why he doesn't get killed by Ben. Uh, that's why he's I guess he stays alive when Ben purges them all yeah how did Ben purge them all again sorry uh, he did it well I think he did it in in cahoots with Richard and the others um, and it was po- it was poison poison gas mm. yeah oh so I guess whatever this incident is mm. it's probably going to be caused by our lads isn't it hmm hmm I'd say well, the finale is called The Incident. 
So the uh, talking of uh, a few things just then we spoke about numbers. Well, there are a lot of numbers in this episode, and I think it's time for number watch. Number watch. Uh, So there is a Geronimo Jackson poster feature. I think Geronimo Jackson just features every week now. If it was Geronimo Jackson watch, this would be the sweet spot for it. Uh, it features the date of the poster in the barracks of the 15th of August, which is actually the eighth month of the year. Oh, yeah. Sophie's birthday. Really? Very good. And also 8.15 when flipped. Oh, man. Well, that's the American well, way of doing it. Well, that's the American way of anyway. doing it, yeah. There you oh, go. Oh, wow. Uh, ben tells Saeed that he met Richard in the jungle four years previous. Oof. Sawyer reports on his walkie-talkie that after the Dharma van has been sent careening through the bloody barracks, that Building 15 is on fire. Not Building 15. (laughs) Uh, And when Juliet's training Kate up to be a grease monkey, uh, she tells her to fix a flat four engine, (laughs) which is just, just car jargon. Is that a thing? I feel like that's fake car jargon. I think that's probably real. How would you know? Come on. You're not a <laughs> motorhead, are you? You don't know me. Could I, be. I think um, the scene where Juliet says to Kate, ah, I didn't know how to like tell you I was with Sawyer without making it sound like I was telling you to stay away, uh, is actually Juliet's way of saying stay away. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's great. Yeah, I like that. And also in the trailer for the episode, I'll never forget it. They had a clip of Juliet just going, stay away. Like they just like cut the last <laughs> bit out. And and I was like, oh, it's all going to go off. And then that, I was like, that is some bad trailer editing. Come on. That's so misleading. So misleading. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the old scene, very good. We like it a lot. Uh, is that is that all the number watches? I feel like th- that's a good week of number watches. Yeah, they're good ones. They're good ones. Yeah, we've been lacking recently. I feel like we had a bit of a wave of they knew we were looking for them. You know, well, last <laughs> week we had full set of numbers over the the transceiver in the Ajira flight, which is pretty good. Yeah, but then they all stopped. Like there was one that, week that was when it, we, wasn't it? yeah, there was one week where we didn't have any. Yeah, that's what I mean. And then to come back to this, we got four or five. Four good ones. Mm-hmm. We, get, we actually, it's actually four. So that is another hey. number watch, which makes it five, which isn't a number watch. Oh God. That'll send you on a bit of a number watch philosophical spin. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Patrick Fischler, who plays Phil, but we just call him Patrick Fischler because he's a legend and I want to get him on the show because he, he follows me on Twitter and I think I should message him. He uh, is a fool. He is a dimwit. Sawyer says he's a dimwit and he is because... He leaves the bloody door open for Ben to get it. Like, it's just, he just leaves Saeed completely unmanned. I did think that when he went running off. No, I was like, good, oh, what a dimwit. When he's been so protective of him as well, like of, of not protective, but you know what I mean, like on guard. Mm. Um, I also like the idea that Sawyer, just before he calls Phil up, he shouts for another Phil to help, uh, to help someone. And I like the idea that there's a few Phil's knocking about because that's real life. People are called different, the same things. <laughs> I did also notice that. I thought, I thought like, oh yeah, multiple. Films. Did you think Good. that as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah you just never have it in TV shows, and we should have it more. I think. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think it's like that is his life. You have two, you know. I mean, I it's two Jack Shepherds. I was watching. Um, I think it was The Crown, and there were like two two Peters or something. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, you get multiple people with the same name. That's yeah. like this is historically accurate. Well, look in the later season, you got two Margarets. Wow. Princess Whoa. and Margaret, yeah. Uh, Thatcher, no, Princess and Thatcher. No, of course. Um, I'm not that far yet. I'm only in season one. Oh, are Surprise, you? Yeah. Surprisingly good. Yeah, one and two are good. Three is not and four is good. Right. Well, go. I'm still going to watch you. Yeah, I'm, watch I'm, Why not? It's, it's, it's the big show at the moment. Also, it feels very prestige TV because the budget's just outrageous. Yeah. Claire Foy's really good. Yeah, she is very good. Doing it for the how Brits. would you say ja- how would you say Jacob in a posh queen voice? Jacob, 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 Jacob. I feel like Jack's quite hard. To st- it's like it's not a very posh name. Jack. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> hello, Jack. Oh, hello, Jack. Jack. Um, right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, the other thing I want to about kind of like wrapping up now is Roger. Roger Workman, Roger Linus, uh, in that he's the worst janitor ever because he just causes spillages wherever he goes, firstly. Uh, secondly, he is... It's funny. It, well, it's not funny at all. That's the wrong word. It's it's interesting, then, having Saeed presented with Ben kind of experiencing abuse at the hands of his father, getting an insight into the reason why Ben kind of, you know, may have became how he did i'm not i'm not saying that I'm not you know saying that you if you abuse you become a bad person but he obviously was pushed to the dark side by his father treating him awfully and blaming him for his mother's death and stuff um and this is probably saeed's i mean you think you you think he's sympathizing with him i think is what i'm trying to say and that's kind of what leads you up the garden path when it comes to the final scene yeah um because yeah, when he definitely. says, I know why I'm here now, what did you think he meant? I thought he meant that he was going to die or something. He was Oh, what, as in die. Saeed was here to die? Yeah. Ah. So then when he was with Ben and Ben had Ben had helped him out and they were running through jungle, what did you think was going to happen? I didn't think they would make it that far. Right. <laughs> Firstly. And then... I don't know. And Jin rocks just, up, right? Yeah, I thought I thought Saeed might just be to like you know to to Alpert, just you know the, the, he know he knows that like Richard's a bit weird and into all that time travel shit, <laughs> so they might be able to pull it all off. Especially um, because he Richard Alpert has seen story before, and he's actually kind of said to him, "Yeah, like you know, uh, I look the same." And that was a few days ago for me, and Richard like buys it. Um, I think Saeed could probably put it off of Richard. Yeah, yeah. I think you'd give it a good go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't didn't see didn't see this happening. I mean, Saeed's on the run now, isn't he? Yeah. So because Jin calls it in, and and then he Saeed knocks him out, which I hate to see, but you know needs must, I guess. Uh, and then he just shoots Ben in the chest, and then he's emotional. He's he's like crying and then he runs off into the night uh yeah he's like on the run fully well it's interesting that obviously ben's the one who earlier in the episode was like you're a killer saeed yeah and he knows this moment's coming <laughs> like or he knows this has happened so he he knows that saeed is 
This is why he thinks he's a killer, because of this. But surely he would kill him if he was a killer. Yeah, but he's like... But Ben knows they meant to kill him. The problem they have now is when... If Ben's body is found... I mean, the optics aren't good. <laughs> no. <laughs> For Saeed. Um, oh, this is definitely going to cause, like... Because this will cause a... Because they still think he's one of the others. Yeah, exactly. Oh, shit. Shit's about to go down. Yeah. Are you excited? Ah, oh, that's kind of made me excited, that <laughs> thought. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got there in the end. It took us an hour to get there. I. Uh... That's the tip of this episode of The Lost Boys. <laughs> I was building us up. We think we should just end it there. Uh, a few things uh, we need to do here in Villain of the Week. Well, obvious villain is Juliet for burning the bacon. <laughs> I think we'll let her off. She's having a rough time. She thinks her, her happy family's just coming to an end and she's probably <laughs> very right. Um, I think the villain of the week is, I'm going to say Roger Linus. He's just a really bad dad. He is a bad dad. I mean, you could argue Sawyer because he kills Ben. Tries to. Saeed. You keep doing that. Saeed. Uh, Saeed tries to kill young Ben. I mean, shooting a 10-year-old kid is bad. It's not good. It's not going to put you high up on the heroes of the week list. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going <coughs> to say Roger. Because if it wasn't for Roger, Ben wouldn't be in this spot. Hmm, that's fair. You know? That's a good good point. Okay, what about Hero of the Week? Oh, Hero of the Week is a... Hero of the Week's a toughie. I don't know who's heroic. I mean, Lafleur, I quite like. I mean, he is he is just being a hero, but he's almost... He's just trying to please everyone. And, I, you know, I don't think... I think Juliet is probably getting quietly pissed off with him. I thought you were going to say Juliet Hero. <laughs> oh. I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, Jules. You, 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 nah. If you were if you were too distracted, don't make the bacon. <laughs> Simple as that. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, and then Elana doesn't eat the steak. I'm assuming it's a bad week for the for food. It's a bad week, especially. I mean, if you were a if you're a vegetarian and you're against meat eating, it's a particularly bad week. Yeah. Not only are all those animals being killed, but, but they're being wasted <laughs> they're and just wasted left behind too. as well. Yeah, it's being wasted as well. That's even, surely that's even worse. Mate, Elana is and Julia are the villains of the week for, for vegetarians, for vegans. <laughs> I think maybe the hero of the week is Hurley. Just making the food for everyone. Being chill. Not burning it. For seeing Sawyer and Juliet, uh, yeah, but just just for just for like shipping that he clearly ships it. You know what, actually, rogue shout, but it's potentially Jack, <laughs> wife, just for showing up and doing nothing. No, because he well for doing that, but then actually at the end when 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 they need to put out the fires, he's right there. Ah, uh, he he he's like I got this. <laughs> he's, he steps up. Yeah, he does. I mean, sure, Sawyer's, you know, bossing everyone around, telling them what to do and stuff. But Jack just, you know, he steps in, tries to put out of that house. Mm. I mean, it might be, this might be like the first hero of the week for Jack in a long time. I think for that alone, and for the fact that you're suggesting it, Jack is the hero of the week. 
<laughs> like, screw it madness but he was an odds on favour that's for sure uh, so Nick, Nick looking forward to next week episode 11 um, what do you think is going to happen and whose kind of like episode are you expecting it to be well it's weird because this week is I mean we did we, we said it while we were watching it but not not here there is like a, a more of a classic lost episode with an actual yes. you know single person and their flashbacks and if i um, said to you that next week is the same um you know in a sense what would you, who would you say it would be either hurley or kate okay so you you think we're we're sticking with we're sticking with these guys now yeah i would i reckon so i, I think that there's that Lost is, in fairness to Lost, it's been quite good at not doing like a cliffhanger like this and then completely ignoring it the week after. Mm. So I think I think we will go back here. I mean, yeah, I think like especially the last, it's as the show's gone on, it's kind of gotten better at just delivering on. Here's what happened after a cliffhanger. Yeah, I'd say so. I, I reckon we'll stick here. Interesting. Um. I w- yeah, I think because both of them have like minor interactions this episode, it feels like it, it's kind of priming them for a for an episode. Um, or Jack, but I think they'll save Jack. Mm-hmm. So I reckon I reckon Kate or Early. Yeah, come on, time will tell, won't it? Um, <laughs> good, good, good chatting about this one again. It's been fun talking about this season. Um, uh, where can people find you? Oh, before we do that, yeah. we should say that we did a we did a, do a Q and A, didn't we? Oh my days! It was so much fun. It was so much fun. Thank you to everyone who tuned in and for your lovely comments and for your questions um, and for watching it back after if you couldn't if you couldn't tune in at the time. You can watch it if you're a, if you're a, if you haven't on um, on Instagram on Lost Boys Pod Instagram. Mm-hmm. There, there are two videos. One of them's an hour long because we reached the max. Oh, God. And then the other one's half hour. And it was really nice. It was really nice to talk to everyone. I'm hoping Jeff will message us to say what he's thought of this episode. Oh, yeah. We kind of want to start that up, don't we? Yeah. I mean, ideally, we'd get Jeff's number and just call him every time we're recording. Oh, Jeff, give us give us a few lines. Yeah. So for everyone who wasn't there, Jeff is uh, watching the show along with us. Um and sorry, Jeff, for, for being so delayed between episodes. Yeah, because it must... he, he, it's for the first time. So he's no, he doesn't, he's waiting patiently. So when everyone else is getting angry, because they're like, I just want to re-watch Lost and listen to the episode, poor Jeff has to wait to watch the episode. So, I mean, you think it would give us a kick up the, the, the arse that we need to, <laughs> to do it, but it probably won't, will it? No, as much <laughs> as I... <laughs> I thought you were going to go, yeah, we will. And I was like, yeah, you're right, we will. But you were like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't see it happening. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll try, we'll try. Um, we'll try. Maybe we'll stack up, stack up some over like Christmas when we're forced away from our families again. Well, I only allowed certainly, there for a few days. certainly think that we should do another Q&A in between Christmas and New Year. I think that would be really nice. Or just to chat with, with people yeah we'll we'll actually announce it on here first yeah that's what we'll do that's what we'll do um well thank you jack that was great where can people find you uh at jack j shepherd and jake where can they find you? Stoll, and we are on a lost boys pod 
and I'm going to say it. You know what I'm going to say next, don't you? Oh, go on, sign us off, Jacob. No, I was going to say sign us <laughs> off, Jack. Oh, and then and then can we play a clip of Jack from the episode? That would be fun. Okay, we'll do that. All right, sign us off, Jack. And don't forget to try the dipping sauces. They really bring out the hand. Thanks, Charlie.